Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to You Down, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Those same thoughts that you think about all the time, like you got to be intentional about what those thoughts are. Mm -hmm. So you always find yourself going somewhere to a place maybe that's negative that you don't like. You got to recreate that thought and put Mm -hmm. it into where do you want to see yourself? Yeah. What is the life that you want to have? Live Mm -hmm. there in your mind. So like when I go somewhere negative... I started singing a song. Bitch, you on a beach, you got money. Like, I really am just, like, <laughs> yeah. trying to, to make my mind intake this good stuff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You, you Down. Down, a podcast where four funny honeys come together to talk about what's going on in the culture. I'm Shakira Janepe. I'm Mamia Aforo. I'm Yasmin Monet Watkins. And I'm Ashley Holston. But collectively, we are known as Obama's other daughters. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Now you know. Now you know, you know, you know. And the alchemist Paulo Coelho says, and when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. And today we're asking, are you down to chase your dreams? We all have those dreams, those visions, the passion, that inner pull that guides us if we listen. Especially in a town like LA, almost every person you meet has some sort of aspiration for the entertainment industry, but it extends beyond that. We all have that urge. But how many people actually make it? And what does it take to get there? No matter where we are in the world, your dreams matter. How do you take care of yourself in the process of that pursuit though? Today, we're discussing chasing dreams, but first, what y'all loving? What you hating this week? This week, I am loving numerology. I found it probably two years ago, and I dabble in and out of it. You know, I use the tools that serve me in the time. But I have just been feeling just a little like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And I looked up my personal year. I'm like, okay, what year am I in? And uh, I found out what year I was in, and it really helped me feel like, okay, this makes sense mm. now. This is this is a year of being emotional, of uh, yes. digging into connections, of a lot of introspection. And so it just made sense why I'm being moody and why, I, you know, where I'm at. Um, mm. And so I just love astrology for that reason too, just tools that can help you feel like shit makes sense. 
Mm. Right? I love that. When you say where you're at, can you go a little deeper into how numerology does that? I mean, it gets so deep. So there are different numbers that you have. Your name is a number. Your birthday plus the, you know, the year you were born is a number. Um, But there are numbers that make uh, a difference day to day, like your life path. Mm. Mm. Mamia and Yasmin are three life paths. Shakira, you're a five. Mm. I'm a four. Yeah, I did everybody. I was trying what to figure out how to mean? do numerology. <laughs> Look yeah. it up. It helps you. <laughs> it'll help you mm-hmm. learn some stuff, or you you leave the stuff you don't need. It's amazing. Oh man, you know what I'm loving right now, but also it's so it's so random. I had a crazy Uber ride and. <laughs> So I get into the Uber. First off, the heat is on, but the windows are cracked because I think that's like COVID protocol. But it smells like a hot box. Like this man had like weed or like weed, like straight up. Someone probably got in this car with a bunch of weed or have Um, smoked. No, because as he drove (laughs) off, was he high? He said, "I like to drive and get high. It's very relaxing for me, me, sir." Mm -mm. While being employed by Uber, (laughs) yeah. I didn't even know how to handle I was like, what? He just told me he's high. And I, then I asked him, isn't it illegal? And he was like, um, no, I don't smoke while I'm driving. I pull over, of course. I was going to say, I hope he, <laughs> he should be pulling over and getting out and, and airing it out. letting That's his high come do. down for and five hours. It, no, you needed to deal with these people. So uh, that these people, damn, it's actually, not I'm safe. These- <laughs> it's not safe. I'm just saying. Then he said, oh, there's a little traffic on the 101. Hope I'm not going to make you late for a little date or nothing. Oh, oh sir. Oh, he was trying to kick it. He, oh, yeah, to <laughs> he wanted to see if you wanted some reefer as well. I know. Well, he uh, offered. He oh. offered next. He said, I got some dank sativa. So, you know. Oh. And I'm like, oh. I don't know, sir. I don't think you do that with everybody. That's what I wonder when that kind of stuff happens. You just be asking everybody if they want to smoke with you. Right? That's nasty, actually. Like, it's during COVID in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-uh. You're not about to put your mouth on somebody's. I mean, somebody is out there putting their mouths on people's blunts, but I'm not. (laughs) Um, But I (laughs) just was like, how the heck? And then he was playing trap music underneath. (laughs) And when I say trap music, like the ones. They only use bitches and hoes. Like, as love it. Love play. it. But <laughs> I was highly entertained. I was like, this is a whole ass sketch. How many stars you give him? <laughs> I didn't even rate him because I was like, I can tear him down or I can build him up. And mm. I don't really know if I should do either because he was high. Dang. That's, That's the life of a mediocre Uber driver. Like, you didn't do great. You didn't do bad. <laughs> so I'm just not going to respond. I usually leave a five star, but I was like, this man just told me he's high. Did he get you there safe, though? He got me there safely. (laughs) He was unprofessional, but he got you there. He did get me there. And he had a BMW, which was also crazy. I I walked up to the car and I was like, ooh, I got a black car and I ordered a regular one. And then I got (laughs) in and I said, I know why. (laughs) (laughs) What about y'all? What y'all loving? What y'all hating? Ashley, I really resonate with what you were saying about like, just connecting spiritually. I feel like at this period in my life, I've been receiving signs and just needing to like trust my intuition more and like listening to guides that are sort of around me. But one thing that I sort of hate about this process, aside from that it requires a lot of (laughs) labor and like it's a little scary too, because you're like, am I communicating with the other side? But for my altar space, <laughs> last night I was trying to light a candle and like present an offering. And I realized I didn't have anything that my dad liked or anything like that, aside from popcorn. Uh, so I have a bag of movie theater popcorn sitting out. And I'm I, I kind of, I'm like, what are you supposed to do with the food once you've offered it? You know what I mean? Like, how long are you supposed to leave it out? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But I'm looking at this bag of popcorn right now. And I hate that it's just out. Like, what do you do? Do you guys know? Do you guys have altar spaces? Mm. No, I don't have one. Uh, But my sister does. And she recently made an offering for my grandmother. And she burned the candle and left a a bowl of... um, I believe it was apples and something else. And when the candle finished burning, she took it away. Ah. Okay, yeah. I can get down with that. that sounds- but I mean, uh, I what I like about all of those practices is that there's so much knowledge out there and you can find the answers of like what the ancient 
<laughs> rituals were, um, if you are so inclined. When you describe the candle process, that kind of reminds me of like Catholic prayer and intention a mm. bit. And like, that's a huge, like there's a perpetual candle burning at most churches. And like mm-hmm. my mom volunteers to like watch the one at our church <laughs> for an hour a week. But like wow. basically to keep that prayer and intentions that have been put into that light wow. going. So I feel like, like we always say, it's all under the same umbrella. Yeah. 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 And I do feel that. Kira sent me some uh, meditation links earlier this week <laughs> that were just like so spot on. So I've been exploring more and more what you were saying about it being connected. Because on the one hand, I'm listening to the meditation and like doing, you know, or like cleansing of some sort. And then uh, I was playing gospel music. It was that connection to like God or spirit. And like all of it was like combined, you know, it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was separate from. And I don't think it should. I think people like try to polarize religion versus spirit. No, it all really, I feel like what works for you is what you should practice. And if you want to light incense and listen to Kirk Franklin stomp and (laughs) also put a (laughs) sacrifice of apples, so be it. (laughs) Sacrifice of apples. Or an offering, I mean. But yeah, that's dope. Or if you want to sacrifice some goats. Oh, yeah. Now you're in the Azalea Banks territory. I know. Wait, what? (laughs) Get some chicken in the closet (gasps) and chop off the... Azalea Banks did that. She did? She's doing her best. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like she's a derivative of my hate of this week. Um, It's kind of a... I always am like, it's kind of a love, but it is. It's like... A hatred of a time, but I, I love that it's Not you being... mocking yourself. I just love this. <laughs> That's what is playing in my head most of the time. But all this recent stuff with like Britney Spears's New York Times documentary and then the article that Washington posted about Lindsay Lohan when she turned 18 and the way it was like, every guy in America has been waiting for her to turn Ew, 18. No. Like Ew. just the way I, There was that... a countdown for the Olsen twins. Oh my what? gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 20 years later, people are starting to examine the early 2000s. And it's just really interesting to me how sexualized the girls that we grew up, like Britney Spears midriff, like that was like a very, a thing. Yeah, Just the early 2000s midriff in general, you know, you're talking about the low cut jeans. Yeah. And I was watching, (laughs) I was watching a TikTok and they were just, talking about how the outfits were not what was on display in the early 2000s. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was little baby tees and mm-hmm. barely there show your thong jeans. Mm-hmm. So it was really like you showing off that you were size zero or a size two, hopefully. Also that like the beauty at that time was like Paris Hilton's dick mm-hmm. skinny, who she, I believe, is naturally like that. But that is not how most, most of them people... were. And we saw what happened to Lindsay Lohan. I mm-hmm. don't know. You're right. And also, too, just like the, I mean, women have been sexualized forever mm. in the, in this, you know, climate. But it is really gross. Like, when you watch that Britney Spears interview and it's like, everybody's talking about your boobs and, and she's like 16. And your virginity. And then, yeah, and your that virginity. was the huge thing. Like, are Ooh. you a virgin? Are also, she a Justin virgin? Justin Timberlake is trash. I haven't mm-hmm. liked him for a while, but <gasps> the, the New York Times really gave me some re- some fire. Wait, what happened? Yeah. What did Jasmine, you do? you have to watch it. If yeah, just are. watch the documentary. I thought I would be like depressed, but I was more like enlightened and empowered than like, yeah. But it is a little like, oh, shit, we all played a part in oh, <laughs> yes. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael Moore said it best. Why don't you just leave her alone? Yeah, he did. Yes. When they just thought he was crazy alone. for yep. all of his documentaries. They, yeah. You know? Wow. Uh-huh. I yeah, really, was, now I'm like, I want to go watch this documentary. It's on Hulu. It's really good. It's only an hour. Dare I say Michael Moore was woke? I'm just, <laughs> he been woke. Michael yeah. Moore been woke. He really dropping gems. Not everything is for you, but he dropping some gems. Yeah, he really was. Um, <laughs> I saw in someone's story, like, uh, I guess someone made a neon sign that said Free Britney and, like, mm-hmm. found a way to plug it in above a highway. Yeah. So, that. like, you saw it too? Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. I was like, who did this? That's Watch the documentary and there's a whole... Political mm-hmm. Action Committee, who is... What? They're just, organized. They're oh, yeah. organized. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. All right. I will say, I thought the the <laughs> documentary felt a little biased for it to be the New York Times. Like, it felt like, 
It, only it, people who hate Jamie Spears? Y'all couldn't find one person who said why, you know, the other perspective. It was totally Usually biased. Usually they're more credible than that. Yeah, that's true. I think also the title sort of gave you an idea of the angle, though. Framing Britney Spears. So it was mm-hmm. like, we framed her to be this irrational, wild you know, unstable woman who actually was just a woman who was dealing with postpartum depression after giving birth to children, dealing with being harassed by paparazzi so constantly that she couldn't even just eat in a anywhere. Like she couldn't. And I never live. heard those words that she said. Like I just don't want to be touched. Like that's yep. so telling. Like the bitch. Yeah, wow. she was going through something. I just, just don't, don't want to be touched. Touch me. Don't. T- if I would have had an anxiety, I would have mm-hmm. had a huge anxiety. Been more than an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Into a car and you know, more than that. You would have caught these hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like, it's real. I actually, Ashley, I, for the, Ashley is not a hugger, guys. And I'd always be like, Ashley, hug. And like, oh I, I thought to a non Pre pandemic. Because <laughs> I, I, I thought think that people I was a who think non huggers don't want to hug, it's like a, you're broken or like, you <laughs> want this, but you don't know that you want it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I saw this thing that was like, when you hug someone, you like, transfer stuff, like transfer Mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand that lesson literally until I hugged someone in peril and like, I felt, like I literally was like, and my position on hugs has changed Changed. forevermore. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give nobody no hugs anymore. I don't (laughs) want anyone to touch me. I know, it's kind of It has to mean something. You have Mm -hmm. to know the person. We gonna Uh, bump bodies? How does that And chests. (laughs) Strangers? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm tall, so you all up in my titties? Get out of (laughs) here. My face has definitely been in Ashley's titties before. I feel like I, every time I've hugged you, it's like a close call. Mommy, you're you're usually a, a cheek to the tit. Yeah, because I know what it is. I don't want to yeah. make you uncomfortable. Don't go face in. That's not yeah. right, guys. <laughs> oh, man. I do think the whole... Hug, hug, hug. Like when you greet people, I just saw you yesterday. I'm hugging Ugh. again. Like it's a little exhausting sometimes. And COVID thankfully of, has changed that. Thank it truly God has. for COVID. Thank I'm God. a believer. Oh, sorry. <coughs> COVID. I don't right. even do handshakes. Like anymore. put the elbow yes. out right away. Right? I don't even uh, do that. I stay away. I'm like, oh, hey, good to see you. I, I clap my own I through hands. my mask and realized later on you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Well... Speaking of things that we wanted to do uh, that we didn't think we could, um, I am now a non-hugger. That is a new dream of mine. But we all have something that we wanted and didn't think could happen or worse, we're discouraged from trying to do. So the question is, how do we start living for us and chase the thing that we want most that makes us come alive? From a career in entertainment to moving abroad, uh, what are the tools that we can equip ourselves with to say, fuck the haters and do what we want? But before we jump into it, y'all, first, a quick little break ski. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back, y'all. It's time for us to get into this main conversation. So let's do it. How did you guys identify your your dreams or your purpose? I feel like for me, it was sort of like a passion I had as a child. And also, you know, I had support in my family in regards to like wanting to sign up for dance classes and acting classes and doing all of that in Baltimore was great, but I always knew I wanted to really pursue it. So I don't know if I ever had like that light bulb moment um, I feel like it was something that, you know, like, I feel like some people doing have been doing it forever. Like, you've yeah. just, yeah. you kind of have the dream scenario that people want where they're like, I've known since I was four. I came out tap dancing, you know, like. I think, <laughs> out the womb. I think but, that, that people get stuck on that. Like, if I didn't know when I was four, then I, how am I not, yeah. you know, then it's not my purpose, you know. Mm. Or like, you have the notion and then it's silenced. Like most yeah. people, like yeah. you were encouraged and supported to continue pursuing that innate thing that you had. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like there's a difference even with my dreams and like purpose. Like I do find like, I I do want part of my mission in life to leave a legacy and inspire other women, you know, like Mm -hmm. me to follow their dreams and, and feel the strength to do that. But also, I mean, some of my purpose in this life is to enjoy it. So yeah. Pull out the fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, enjoy all I was the literally blaring Cheryl Crow's All I Want to Do right before recording. I was just like, All I Want to Do is have some fun. I deeply resonate that's, with that. Just go on Santa Monica Boulevard. That's like what I know to be. Like, that's where I was introduced to Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, it's really oh. long, but Cheryl doesn't tell you that in the song. Anyway. <laughs> she does not. I feel like for me, it has been like, as I acquire skills, I realized like, oh, you really like, uh, like when I was in school and I really liked reading and writing, I knew that I wanted to be a writer. So I thought that was my purpose. And then as I found comedy, I was like, oh, but you like making people laugh. So add that to your, you know, your purpose of writing comedy and then, you know, performing. So I think like, I just like to acquire skills. What makes me feel in the flow? What makes me feel like I am doing good Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just added to my bag of this probably is part of your purpose. And every now and then I'll put the pieces together and I'm like, okay, so you're supposed to create ideas and you're supposed <laughs> to evoke thought. Okay, all right. You want to be of service because you're a nurturer. So I think acquiring skills, making sure you're keeping note of what those things are mm-hmm. and, you know, pulling them out every now and then and seeing how they fit together. I think that's really sound. Similarly, I feel like I had, I, it was a different path. Like I was on a path to do something that I felt would make my family proud. I, like Mm. you, Shakira, was in the arts since I was little, but it just, I didn't have the like, this is a realistic career path for you side of it. So I kind of like put that on the wayside and was like, politics is where I can, you know, kind of combine 
speech and like all of those kind of things with like mm-hmm. doing good in the world, which is something that is still like one of my core values. And, you know, the hill was not what it's cracked up to be. <laughs> I learned after four years there that like I would on the other side, I made people laugh and people would like tell me I'm funny and all of these things. And I was like, well, if I'm going to move to LA to try to do anything, I might as well try People have said, like, I didn't believe it for myself at the time yet. But, like, Mm -hmm. people have said, you're funny. So audition at the Groundlings. That's where Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig went. And that was probably the first indicator of, like, auditioning and not having to take classes or whatever um, Mm -hmm. was the first thing of, like, validation towards me as an entertainer. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just kept following what I wanted. Yeah, like yeah. what I love to do and what I stupid shit that I do when we hang out. Some, you know, like those are yeah. the things that are like innate to me. And like instead of being like, that's not realistic, like figuring out how to make those things real um, yeah. or like capitalize on the talent that I have and not like being shying away from it, which, mm. yeah. yeah, I did that for a long time. I remember being like in a... Like my first poem, my first play were both in the eighth grade. And I knew I really loved acting. I really loved poetry or writing. But like I got to high school and growing up in L.A., everybody's in entertainment. So I was like, that's not realistic. And what you were saying, Mommy, like I literally was like, that's not realistic. And I was like, I'm going to be a veterinarian because I love animals. And like going down that path. And like we're interning at a vet hospital, interning at like Lab Animal Medicine Resource Center at City of Hope. I was just like, I'm not trying to be in nobody's lab or like put dogs down. Just petting puppies all day. <laughs> like right? What like, you might have thought. <laughs> I'll just pet puppies all day. <laughs> like, and I was having a great time. And then I was like, oh, that, that animal is dead now. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, but like, I, I definitely, I feel like I discouraged myself early on. But it was also something that kept coming back up. I went to acting school, but I didn't fully know I didn't do comedy then. And then I got into improv and I was like, oh, this is fun. This feels like Mm -hmm. it's taking a little pressure off of the seriousness of trying to have a career in an industry that is very hard to have a career in. And it also led to me pushing myself in areas like I took a writing class at AMDA, but I didn't push myself as hard. Like I just start, it sort of like tumbleweeded into like more things in this field, but like I definitely expanded over time and picked up skills like, oh, this is the third web series that you've produced and and directed and written. Maybe you should try to do more of that. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. one thing led to another. I just like the idea of like, if it's bringing you joy, maybe lean into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, and also don't go in it thinking you're just about to be rich and famous because Lord knows. I think like a (laughs) rule of thumb of chasing your dreams is there are no time limits, there are no age requirements or Mm -hmm. cutoffs to do anything. And I think that's also a huge mm -hmm. thing to understand. Like, we don't know how things are going to fall into place. Mm -hmm. No, it really is a marathon. It's not a sprint. I Mm -hmm. would say that to anybody. I know Nipsey said it, but I used to say it too before. (laughs) (laughs) So... What are some of the dreams that you guys are like really proud of or that you've accomplished so far? Have any of your wildest dreams come true? What did it feel like? I haven't had wildest dreams because my dreams are wild. Uh, They did. (laughs) But um, I think like Mamiya, you were talking about, you know, being affirmed and going to Groundlings and, you know, moving through that process. I feel like I came to L.A. thinking... I'm going to chase opportunity and sunshine, whatever that opportunity looks like, whatever uh, comes about. And I knew that I liked writing and I had taken one improv class and I was just like, I got my first laugh and I was like, maybe, maybe I have talent and maybe I can like (laughs) hone this. Uh, And then going to UCB, like seeing people who I thought were really, really funny and believing that I could do it and then doing it. Like, and not, and you know, this feels like a brag, but not just doing it. Like, I really just walked up in there. I really just, like, mm-hmm. did not it's finish true. the program, did not know what a Herald team was a year before, and I made it, and I was just like, oh, like, this was the universe saying, you're on your path. Like, why are you, mm-hmm. why are you playing around like you don't know? Mm-hmm. You know when the universe is speaking to you because you feel it, you feel like 
just it's like you were like beauty school dropout that scene yeah. that, like mm-hmm. literally yeah. ushered into on the stage mm-hmm. which is and like, like mm-hmm. hello you this is your space welcome yeah. in yeah when you feel like i was in the pocket so i was really mm-hmm. proud of just moving across the country and deciding to bet on myself and feeling affirmed in ooh girl good bet yeah, that's dope. I feel like those little moments are like to be celebrated, you know, or like big moments, but like to be like when you're feeling something. I was I was listening in this clubhouse the other day and they were talking about like savoring, savoring that moment of like I've accomplished this thing and it's happening. And I'm so like I live for those moments of like, yes, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I remember when we... I think when we got our Comedy Central deal and we were with Lucia and Paul, who are like EPs of Uh. our show and everything, um, shout out to Broad City. And Paul was like, you have to say, like, I don't know if he used the word saver, but he was like, you need to celebrate every yes on your pitch doc that you just sent Mm -hmm. or like, yeah, no notes. Like celebrate all those little steps because how hard we work to even get to the place, you know? Yeah. And you don't want to be like so focused on the work that you're not looking up like, oh, I didn't think I would be here someday and I'm standing here. Mm -hmm. Right? I think, yeah, definitely just sitting in that gratitude and like try to remember like the first time something happened, like the first co-star or small role I booked was The Gambler. And I remember like being that giddy girl on set asking Mark Warburg for a picture and being like, I'm here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember just being so overjoyed. And like, then, you know, other things happened and you feel that joy. But then like, if you remember that spark of like, when you got that one little step and celebrate all the wins with that level of gratitude, it just makes them so much better because... I mean, and of course you can't like try to duplicate the level of joy you had from your first job. But like, I I do highly recommend and agree with you guys in regards to celebrating, celebrate, really sitting in the joy and savoring it. Yeah. I feel like it's so, in, especially in LA, everyone, not everyone, but I run into a lot of people who are doing cool shit and just like yeah. flipping about it, don't care, don't want to be doing it. And right. it's like, make room for someone who would have so much fun doing this shit. Right. Then. Like, mm-hmm. if you can't be like, yo, I was on set today and I wrote this thing and it was like, why are you, you know, why are yeah. you? I felt that way, like in the first sketch that I wrote, because I really was like, I'm just a poet and I'm just an actor. And like, Taking a sketch class at UCB and writing that first sketch, I was like, maybe I can write other in other mediums. And like, I was just like, ah, like seeing it put up on stage. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And you know what? I remember this moment, guys. We had a Black Girl Magic show and someone from BET came. I think it was BET. And then afterwards we went to, what was that club? Uh, Or the bar next door? A white girl. (laughs) Girl at the White Horse, yes. Girl at the White Horse. (laughs) I just remember like feeling so giddy because I was like, yo, like we crushed it. We're doing the thing. Like we're on our fucking way. Like we're doing it. Yeah. And also, I think that also has to lean into like, it's not complacent to still have joy even if you aren't fully at where you're trying to be. Like, yeah. just because the journey's not complete, there's no completion in my mind. Like, I mean, death, that's the end. Like, yeah. why not have joy on every step rather than, like, when I really sell that thing and when I really get that thing. Mm-hmm. You just literally spoke life into me there. If oh. we were in church, I would say, Sister Pei, thank you for the word. Because <laughs> I, yeah. Last year was really good in a crazy way career-wise. And I got opportunities to pitch shows and write my own shows and all that. And I feel like I'm really afraid of anyone knowing any of that because it's not on the air yet. Mm-hmm. It's like finding a balance for me between what to share and what to not. But yeah, I, I pitch a show and it might become a show. Like that feels yeah. great. Hell yeah. Um, and Sony Go, basically optioned it. So now I just need to find the home for it. Yeah. Thank you. Go, girl. Go. Appreciate you all. Um, yes. But again, that's, I only think that's possible because, which kind of, brings us to our next point of like, what are setbacks you've experienced along the way? And I know that I've told you guys about 
the speech that Ava DuVernay gave. It was her film independent address in 2013. If you Google it, it's on there. And when I listened to that, that just changed my whole perspective of like, you say you want X, Y, Z. How do you make it happen? Like, what are the actionable steps instead of all the thoughts? And then you see what other people are doing and compare yourself and blah, mm-hmm. blah. Like I used to spend a lot of time doing that instead of like sitting down and writing the thing, you know? Yeah. And I think that was one of my biggest blocks on my journey is like caring too much about the outside instead of like who I am at my core and what I'm here for. Did she say anything about the code of desperation? Yes, the code of (gasps) desperation speech. Mm. Do you know how much that stuck with me too? Oh, really? That like, I literally remember the, like the only thing that I remember from that film independent speech was her talking about this code of desperation. And I I definitely, in terms of setbacks, like self-doubt is the biggest one for me because I... And like often like, oh, I, I want, you know, that people to like approve it. And it's like, it's not about what other people are doing. Like, it's not about comparing yourself to other folks, about anyone else fully understanding like where you're at because someone somewhere is going to resonate. But regardless, like being happy with the stuff that you have to produce, the stories that you're called to tell, the things that you're called to do, like that only you can do. And I think when you get to that space of knowing like, this is what I'm here to do. And I feel real good and comfortable in the pursuit of what I need to do and listening and trusting yourself. That code of desperation is not there anymore. You know what I mean? It's like knowing that I have value. I bring value to this earth, to this planet, to the people in my community, you know? And I love that she says you can smell it. Like, not yes. literally, but figuratively. Yeah, you can. No, you can smell it. You can smell, <laughs> it. smell it for real. It stinks. Yeah. It smells musky. Yeah. It's like, wet. it's so true, oh. though. Because you want it so bad and you're like, oh, I'm going to, like, fit, I can fit into this box. Look, look, I can fit in this box. And mm-hmm. it's like, you got your own shoot that you got to focus on. And when you're in that, when you're in your fucking lane. That's your lane. Yeah. No one else can touch it. I was going to prompt. If you don't mind, I just think as an actress, the things that you've been through, Shakira, have been yeah. really interesting, <laughs> too. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, setbacks. Uh, I don't even know if these are setbacks, more so like lessons in patience. Mm. Because Lord knows I've been pinned and at a chemistry read. Or I mean, shoot, I had a table read, y'all. I think I told y'all with Brittany Snow and like I was that close at the table read. And then they're like, guess what? We're cutting your role. You know, I mean, I booked jobs and I got a call at 6 a.m. Like, oh, actually, we cut the role last night, so don't show up to set. Like, in this industry, SAG actors book 3% on average of their job. So out of 100 jobs, you book three. That's just a random stat. Some people, you know, be auditioning and and book seven to 10, you know. (laughs) Good for them. Um, (laughs) So just like even knowing that it's a, a numbers game in that way. I mean, I think if anything, it's humbled me and calmed me. Um, and, a very long and tedious way that I wish it hasn't had to, but (laughs) you know, I, I do think every setback is just like a grounding moment where you're like, Mm. all right. And it it does break your heart sometimes. I'm not even going to lie. Like, there have been jobs where I'm like, Mm. oh, I really want this. I would, uh, you know, how do you manifest this? (laughs) How do I figure out, you know, how can I make this happen? But, you know, what's right for you is right for you. And I do feel like I've had wonderful wins. Like, All Day and a Night was, you know, my biggest role so so far. And that was a great opportunity to, like, really act and, like, really dig into a character and, like, you know, do what I've been doing in, in you know, these little five-by-four rooms with these cast and directors. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I like what you said about setbacks being grounding moments. And I think some of my biggest setbacks have been just like not following my instinct. I have really Mm. good instincts, but one of my superpowers is also logic and they fight against each other because you can't explain instinct. It's a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's a knowing without knowing. And my instinct will say, hey, bitch, you don't like this shit. Don't do this no more. You know, and they say, Mm. well, hey, everyone really likes this. 
And yeah. I'm specifically thinking about being on that UCB team. I wanted to make it just to stroke my ego and say I made it. And then when it was come time to like be a part of the team, I was like, I don't really want to do this part. But everyone loves this position. I should really enjoy this. And so instead of listening to myself, I forced myself to be a part of this thing for two years. And it was, you know, I learned things and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. part of my journey that I still take lessons from. But when I did let go of it, I made room for other things that Mm. were better for me, you know? Mm. And instead of being like, oh, I should have done it sooner, I think about well, look at your instinct was right. So you might want to trust it next time when it Mm -hmm. tells you something's off or, you know, this energy ain't right. Whatever it is, trusting my instincts. Yeah. And you have really good instincts, Ash. I do feel like you're very connected in that way. Uh, I mean, after you told us that story about walking out and finding that wallet, I said, ooh, this girl know how to manifest (laughs) What wallet? It was, I was my my first apartment. I was working hard. I had like two jobs, but I wasn't making rent. And I was just like, I need money. I just need a few more dollars. I need a few more dollars. And I was walking from my job and there was a wallet. But you said, you were like, I'm I'm probably going to find a wallet. I literally... When I saw it, I said, I manifested that shit. Like, I really (laughs) felt it. And then I couldn't tell anyone because I was like, it's wrong to take this wallet. But literally, the universe plopped it in front of me for this reason. Um, Wow, that is manifesting. Yeah, I should have thought bigger. (laughs) (laughs) So what tools do you guys use to manifest your dreams? When I think about, like, how we've gotten here, the idea of, like, manifestation is so... I'd say it was, like, a game changer for me saying the affirmation, writing down explicitly, this is the thing I want. Ash, I love that you're like, I should have dreamed bigger, like, or I should have affirmed something more. Like, you know, I I definitely feel like this podcast is an example of that. Like putting, I remember years ago, putting a picture of us. Actually, I have the framed photo, Mamiya, that you gave us with our little sticker card in it of like this first photo shoot of us. But I put this picture on our vision board right next to a picture of Shonda Rhimes underneath the caption, like, mentor. And granted, we have yet to meet Shonda. We will. <laughs> we will, right? Right, yeah, Shonda? Yeah. Um, but, like, this, I definitely see it as, like, a manifestation of, like, wanting to be in her orbit somehow and then this podcast. You know what I mean? And it's I see it, like, with all the other facets of my life of, like, you write it down, you say it out loud, you release it, you do a vision board, But the writing it down and like being very clear about the thing that you want and in what way. And then the universe provides. And I'm like, oh. Yo, the clearness is the shit that messes me Mm -hmm. up because I'd be trying to be so clear that it's goddamn eight years long of, you know, my clear (laughs) manifestation. Definitely for me, in terms of like, obviously, I spiritually think about the thing and like kind of like, envision how I want things to be and then try to write actionable steps to making certain things happen, like what I can control. I can't control my dream man who's on his way. I don't know when he's going to get here, but I can control like making sure I finish this act of a script that I am writing or like Mm -hmm. sitting down and focusing instead of like taking a week to do something that would only take me an hour if I just like sit down and do it. So I think it's a combination of being realistic with yourself about your abilities um, and then diving into that. What you were saying about like taking a step towards your dreams is like so critical. Like once you see the thing that you want, it's like, okay, let me like, now that I have that vision, like I feel like my mom always said, like you take a step, the universe takes a step with you, you know, like. Uh, that action, that thing that you put forward to make your vision come true um, moves you closer and closer. Yeah, I think also one of the steps I take is like, I feel like I'm co-creating with the universe and um, God and all of the energy I feel. But I'm also like surrendering to the fact that there are a lot of things out of my control. Mm -hmm. So I can put all this out there, but I also have to just be patient and surrender to the process of it. Uh, And... I do agree, like, specificity is important, but um, sometimes, you know, it's so funny when I got all day and night, I was up for Aquafina and I had just had a producer session with Lucia and I wanted that so bad. And then I find out that the black girl that they had in it turned into a guest star. 
And then she wasn't mm. series regular anymore. And it went to a girl who I know who's been, you know, out here hustling. But also that was like a very telling thing. Like I wanted something to, like I was clinging to it that I couldn't let it just happen. I was so, like I was putting energy, I, I don't know, like too heavily on a thing, like choking the life out of the thing that you yeah. want. It's like the difference between uh, getting it and not getting it, you know? Like, I feel like there's that level of like, I believe this thing is going to happen and I said it and now I got to trust the process. It seems like when we force versus when we live with ease, like yeah, ease mm-hmm. is like everything yes. we've been talking about. What can you control versus what you can't? You can mm-hmm. try to grind something down that it like... It takes all, every blood and sweat and tear, like, you know, versus the things that flow in time when you put your energy towards something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's- it's interesting that you're talking about ease because I've been learning about the brain recently and just like your mind, what's constantly running for most people, is supposed mm-hmm. to be empty. It's supposed to be the the chamber for your heart to receive a message, for your your heart to send your mind a message and for you to receive it, for you to, to take in the genius that the universe is giving you and receive mm-hmm. it and not for you to try to be manifesting some thoughts. Like th- mm-hmm. that's not what your mind is for. Mm-hmm. If you are going to use your mind <laughs> in mm-hmm. this way where you have constant thoughts, something that I've been learning about is using it in the positive. Shakira, mm-hmm. you always talk about those same thoughts that you think about all the time, like you got to be intentional about what those thoughts are. Mm -hmm. So you always find yourself going somewhere to a place maybe that's negative that you don't like. You got to recreate that thought and put Mm -hmm. it into where do you want to see yourself? Yeah. What is the life that you want to have? Live Mm -hmm. there in your mind. So like when I go somewhere negative, I start singing a song. Bitch, you on a beach, you got money. Like, I really am just, like, <laughs> yeah. trying to, to make my mind intake this it's good stuff. quite yeah. literally, that like, that choice, which when you hear it's a choice to be happy, blah, 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 like, in theory, that's like, what are you talking about? But no, there are a lot of negative forces in this world, and they're mm-hmm. easier to take over you than, yeah. like, the positive ones. We remember mm-hmm. things that hurt more than the most amazing moments, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's almost glorified. Yeah. I think, being kind of yeah. a nasty bitch, right? <laughs> you know, like that nasty mm-hmm. bitch attitude. Yep. The positive affirmation part of, of like, this is the thing that I want. Like, it's easy to be like, man, I'm not trying to do this thing or that. Or like, but being mm-hmm. like, this is the thing in a positive way. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think it's a choice and a practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Like, our subconscious is 95% of our thoughts, and it's so easy that to cycle. That shit is strong. strong. You'll be talking about that fight you about to have. Like, I'm a man, I should have told her. And then you're like, why am I thinking about this? Mm-hmm. It's not paying no rent. Mm-hmm. It's taking up a ton of space in my head. So, like, mm-hmm. it's. And you get little, an energy to whatever yeah. you're thinking about. Yeah. So, yeah. If you don't want it to happen, stop mm-hmm. thinking about that shit. <laughs> and you know, one thing that stuck with me, I think Abraham Hicks said it, is like, stop fighting for your limitations. It's so, <gasps> that, that's, oh, I heard that on um, Elizabeth Gilbert. Big oh. Magic. She said that. Oh, too. maybe. You maybe. argue for your limitations, you keep you them. You keep baby. them. Mm-hmm. Ew. So, that is not cute. And I still do it all the time. Limit. I know. I'm just like in hearing yeah. it. In but I can't form. do it because so-and-so and so-and-so. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. You can't. Girl. You can't, actually. But you, you can. just said it. Right? Like, and yeah. you said the thing. You cannot do it. Can't is not in a man's vocabulary. Why? Because when you say can't, you, you ain't, ain't a man. man. Okay, Wait, where does that what from? What is that guys? from? Love and basketball. Oh, yeah. sorry, Gina. <laughs> we love you, Gina. <laughs> so wait, are there things along the way? Like, do you feel like you've sacrificed anything in the pursuit of your dreams? Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. Happiness. I mean, I'm just kidding. But actually, no, I'm not. I think moving to LA is like, I am not near my core people that I have soul connections with. And that was a struggle for definitely the first eight of my nine years there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you trying to, trying to like stay grounded and true to who I am as a person around a lot of different energies that might not have the same 
intentions as me. That was like... And people who don't know you from before. Exactly. Or not, don't understand who you are as a person, like, mm-hmm. could misinterpret what you say because they don't know that you're mm-hmm. coming from a good place, always. At least I am. Yeah. Um, and that was really difficult for me. Um, and a sacrifice of, like, being away from just a actual presence of a body that I know knows me and loves me. Mm. When you moved to L.A., did you know it was going to be that hard? I I was really afraid of L.A. for a long time until it was demystified. And then it, like, eased into being hard. Like, I was very idealistic at first and like, oh, this isn't so bad. I got in Groundlings. This is easy, like, type of vibe. But then, you know, you start working and you start collaborating and then you run into people with other agendas and like that I had to learn like just because you want something doesn't mean everybody else wants that or like because you see something a certain way doesn't mean like my mom says everybody didn't grow up in your house like that was a lesson I had to learn Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. no I definitely didn't think it would be as toxic as it is or understand the way that it was toxic because it's very specific yeah, uh, I guess I was thinking more like the the like not being close to those people you have soul connections to. Because oh. I didn't realize how tough it was going to be for me to not be with my family. Like, I had already moved away. Like, I was moved, I was two hours away. So it felt like, wow, why would L.A. be that different? But mm-hmm. it was like, I didn't know, you know, I always joke. I didn't know where the hair store was. That was a big problem for me. Like, I do my hair often. It's a part of how I get out feelings and how I de-stress. And yeah. I couldn't find anything. And it was just like, why the fuck did I come here? I don't know where anything is. I don't have anything. Like, I was, yeah. I was yeah. on the couch for five months, like, until I found comedy and I was like oh you got purpose you, you're supposed to be here you know there's mm-hmm. reason but man that first five months of sacrificing comfort I think that's my Ooh, probably the biggest comf- yeah. the thing is I sacrifice is comfort moving mm. into my car moving you know all that uh, I think yeah like moving here uh, you gonna miss holidays you gonna miss family trips I mean there are things I, I don't have a ton of regrets but I do know there was a family trip that I wish I had risk and spent money on because like it was the last one with a, a relative like mm. there are things that you you got to decide because on top of coming out here to pursue your dreams unless you come from money you don't have no money mm-hmm. so I was like I, I couldn't go home for Christmas one year I had a whole mm-hmm. mental breakdown when I first moved to LA I didn't have my car so I had to like save up enough money to get it shipped here. So I was walking, and L.A. ain't no city to walk in. If you ever move here, <laughs> let me tell you right now. These long-ass blocks. Right? I was walking and riding a bike, and I lived up a hill, so I would always have to push the bike up the hill yeah, at Ashley's the end. face just made well, Only because she said she was walking and riding the bike. So Please tell your kids that, to... and we will confirm <laughs> But that's it. the thing. Have you ever tried to bike up Barham? That shit's impossible. <laughs> that shit is impossible. <laughs> and then I, like, I had a living room. We had a two-bedroom. And two girls shared one room. One girl shared another room. And I had the living room space. I had no privacy. I mean, and granted, I moved out here at 19. So being broke at that age is is usually normal. normal. Yeah. But it was just like, I'm also far as hell for my family. Like before I used to just go home and I could, my mom could do my hair. My weave was so bad, y'all. My weave would get matted in chunks because it was in my oh, head. It was so no. because I couldn't afford to like do anything. And I remember being like, why did I move here? For me, it was like the the poverty part. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't realize like, or maybe, I mean, it's just like I, I was broke for a very, 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 very long time. And it was like, I can either take a job, like a desk job or some sort of survival job that will pay the bills and will allow for me to go to brunch and hang out with friends and do the things that they're doing. And I do feel really, you know, grateful, blessed, lucky that my family was here and uh, most of my friends, like I had a really, I have a very strong support system here, you know, and LA is home. So it's not the same sort of, uh, I, I guess, isolation, but Everyone else, like, I, I specifically think about, like, Kira, you're talking about trips, you're talking about brunches, like, people gathering, and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll have the water, like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass because I can't afford it, you know, like, or being like, how am I gonna pay rent? <laughs> like, how am I gonna get by? How am I gonna feed myself? Yeah. But, 
you know. And you do have to work those. I mean, I did. I worked as a server for eight years. So, you know, it was, I was a it hostess was a, and a, yeah. a slave and a nanny. I did it all. I was <laughs> hired as an assistant and turned into a nanny child caregiver. Like, it's just, it's yeah. just like, the, but the goal was always in the hurrah. In the, in the horizon. horizon. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's part of the sacrifice, I feel like. You know, you got to do that that work you don't like with them kids. Mm-hmm. Them fucking, wait, uh, what do you call them? Patrons. Those customer, or, customers. Customers. Uh, the restaurant oh, guests. We don't have customers. We, we have, have guests. guests. <laughs> They're in our home. And people come in there hangry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last cue. Knowing now about the journey, what you know... If you could go back in time and tell your former self anything, what would you say? You got it, boo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. I would say you got it, boo. Stop doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Similarly, trust your gut, girl. It's going to lead you the right way every time. Y'all know I have a quote. (laughs) Uh, Alice Walker said in The Color Purple, she said, I think it pisses God off if you walk by the color purple in a field somewhere and don't notice it. What it do when it pissed off, I asked. Oh, it makes something else. People think pleasing God is all God care about, but any fool living in the world can see it always trying to please us back. And like, I think I would tell myself, like, you are possible. You can do the shit that you want to do. Like, you don't have to, like, conform into other people's visions for you. Like, God wants you to be joyful. God, like, spirit, universe, like, you're here to enjoy this life. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to do that and to Mm -hmm. notice the small things along the way. Yes. I would just say... Enjoy the process. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't stress so much and do the work. Uh, mm. Continue. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I do do the work, but you know, to younger self, like, hey, it's not exactly how you think. You, it's not going to take a year to come out <laughs> here and become a series regular. Is what I thought was going to happen. But also, you like, really thought that, Kira? I really did, y'all. I really did. I finished school and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> I mean, you know, that might have also had a hand in where you are today. So, yep. No, I don't regret anything. I do feel like yeah. everything has gotten me here and I love where I am and I love the skin I'm in. And also loving knowing yourself along the way. I do feel like you can get out here and get sucked up. And even in regards to body, what's you're supposed to look like on camera and all of that bull crap. And it used to take up way too much space in my mind. Like, who gives a damn, you know? Jobs that are meant for you are going to be for you. Truly. Okay, so to all y'all out there who out there wanting to chase your dreams, chase them. Run fast. With abandon. Run like somebody is chasing you. Run like Flojo. Mm-hmm. With style and grace. <laughs> that was actually a train. <laughs> but train. I think I can. I think I can. I think okay, I can. okay. Mm-hmm. We believe in you, y'all. Go ahead and get what you want. Yeah. yeah, you only got this one life, only one. That's it. Unless you believe well, in reincarnation. I was like, until you, <laughs> you know, get to the other side, and then it's a new journey. All right, y'all. It's time for us to give some advice, but first, we're gonna take a break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back. It's time for us to give a listener some advice. Mamia, what do you have for us? All right. Today's letter reads... Dear OOD, do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> I feel like there's a presence in my house and I can't seem to shake it. I've burned some sage and played Janae Iko's trigger protection mantra, but what should I do next? The ghost ain't paying rent and my electricity bill is too damn high to be keeping these lights on all night, every night. Help. <laughs> Signed, Casper, you better move on. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Girl, That's we territory. Ain't the I don't. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Call Leslie Jones. Right? Um, Kate McKinnon, if you can get her. I mean, I think you should contact somebody who deals with that kind of stuff. Um, if you truly feel, because mm-hmm. ghosts ain't something to play with. Call on Jesus, honey. <laughs> That's what you should call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say yes. I believe in ghosts, though. Oh, I do yeah. believe in ghosts. Yeah, I mean, okay. Here's some. Uh, you know, when I first moved to my apartment, we had a discussion that maybe I had a ghost. So I got some black tourmaline. It is a um, protection and good energy crystal. It's supposed to just like get out any spirits that you don't want. So I got some of that. Also, you can burn that sage, girl. What is Janae Iko's trigger protection mantra? I don't get that. Is that a song? It's a song. It's a um, sound bath style song with her. Oh. Like, oh. calm down. <laughs> oh, that calm sounds beautiful. Down. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> like, I don't like people telling me what to do. Yeah, I think what Ashley said, like find someone who can who can help you with that, like maybe helping you cleanse the space or, you know, do some, say some prayers. Like you call on the ancestors, call on God. Uh, Yeah, also keeping the lights on ain't really going to do nothing. If the ghost want to get you, he gets you in the dark (laughs) or the light, for real. In fact, you're probably helping him see you better. Also, they might not want anything bad. I mean, how, you know, somebody told me to do a deep meditation and ask them directly, what do you want? But that's a real connection shit. If you're ready to, to be confronted by that ghost. Yeah. Mm, I did hear that. someone say, uh, you just have to say, if there are any dark spirits here, I want you to leave. Yep. Something like vampires. Like, they Tell them to go. leave. I don't know. <laughs> but who knows what's real and what's not. In that case, I haven't mm-hmm. had to eradicate a ghost. 
Yeah, from my experience, I put flowers out on my front. That was one thing I was told to do. I was told uh, that the sage wasn't working quite well. <laughs> then I got the black tourmaline. Who, and then I, who came and read your house, Kira? Nobody. That, you said it wasn't. Somebody I used to hang out with got a reading and the their reading, the person described my house and was like, so yeah, you have a friend who's been burning sage to try to get rid of a ghost. She has wood floors and a gray door. And <laughs> the friend was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. And then... <laughs> Um, I know. And then I, and they said she, the person she talked to recommended I put some fresh flowers out for them because they want like to go past it. it And sorry. I feel like there's gone for the most part. Like when I first came in, I was like, it's eerie in here. And I'm not going to lie. A man did kill, uh, not he didn't kill himself. He died in this house. He um, had a blood clot thing happen and he didn't make it. But yes, I would just recommend, you know, doing some of that woo-woo stuff and praying um, Mm. and asking the spirit to leave. Just talking to it. My mom said this thing that even applied for the dream thing, but she was like, my energy is my energy. Your energy is your energy. So like whatever spirit, move on. Martin ass, get the step. (laughs) 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 And Ghostbusters number is 1-800-GHOST-GONE. You can call them and they will take care of this issue. Can you repeat the number? 1-800-GHOST-GONE. That's G-H-O-S-T-S. Gone. Gone. Okay. Ooh. Thank you. Plural. Make sure you remember got that. It, got it. Got it. Ghost gone. We appreciate y'all tuning in. <laughs> remember to subscribe. If you want to show us some love, you can rate and review this podcast. Five stars only, baby. <laughs> and of course, you can always come kiki with us on our social media page. On Instagram, we're at Obama's Other Daughters. On Twitter, we're at OOD Improv. And on Facebook, we're at Obama's Other Daughters. If you need some advice, like Casper, you better move on here. You know where to find us. Send your letters to oodpodcast at gmail.com and we're going to help you out. We can't wait to see you next week, you guys. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. You down? is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.